All right, welcome back to another sci-fi episode where we're going to examine how we think, feel, and behave with money. On March 9th, we held the Financial Symposium at Redstone Arsenal. It was a blast. And the podcast that I'm about to record is I'm going to turn it into a two-part podcast like I normally do because there's just so much information. And I think this particular class where I'm going to give you an overview was one where I observed everyone hanging on every word. And here's why. Instead of talking about traditional methods of retirement, today I'm going to be talking about non-traditional methods of retirement. And isn't that exciting? We don't have to work until we're 65. We don't have to labor over our jobs, especially if we feel like we're in a dead-end job or our jobs are making us physically or mentally ill. It's exciting. And even if you do love your job, which full disclosure, I love my job. And when you love your job, you never work another day in your life. Even so, I still have a goal to retire at 50 so that I can engage in those activities that I really want to do in life. Let's talk about catching fire. And in this title, FIRE is an acronym. FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retiring Early. This is not a new concept. The original FIRE concept has been around for a while, but it was based on being as frugal as you could be so that you could retire early on a fixed income. Well, a lot of those things are not appealing to the audience, I'm sure, being frugal and fixed income. That's something that we're trying to work against, that we are working towards a life of retiring in the lap of luxury or retiring in the lap of comfort and not necessarily having to use the terms fixed income. But I would challenge your beliefs. Again, this is we're examining how we think, feel, and behave with money. So challenging where you're thinking about retirement is when you are retired, you really are living on a fixed income. But that ruffles our feathers when we hear that. If it ruffles your feathers to hear fixed income, you're probably not ready for retirement. Let's talk about that. In the original FIRE concept, The whole idea of living frugally and on a fixed income led folks to dismiss this as an unreliable retirement method. But this concept of FIRE, financial independence, retire early, has morphed over the years to more of the FI or financial independence more than the retiring early. And that's gained traction so that we have the ability to freely choose what we want to do for the rest of our lives, including what we want to do for the rest of our working years. Although not everyone will catch fire or get on board with this method, these non-traditional methods of viewing retirement sure have created a paradigm shift, causing us to question how we're spending our time, how we're spending our money, and how we're making our career choices. 
in the latest fire practice and what has morphed over the years, it's more about living within our means and saving for the future. And one of the things that I wanted to drive home during this financial symposium to my audience is that life circumstances are the things that tend to awaken people to the fire. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're awoken to the fire alarm, financial independence, retire early. These life circumstances include parenthood. You have those kids. And all of a sudden, you want to be a stay-at-home mom or you want to be a stay-at-home dad. Or maybe it doesn't hit you there or maybe it hits you when they're in their teenage years and you're thinking, oh my goodness, all this time lost. Or you're thinking like I was talking with someone today, the concept of uh, health and well-being and losing people around you at such an early age or at an unexpected time. These kind of, these things awaken our senses to the prospect of retiring early. Divorce is a life circumstance that gets people to start really thinking about their retirement. And even low job satisfaction. That's a no-brainer, right? People who absolutely hate what they're doing right now. Yeah, they're, they're living in the clouds thinking, oh man, if only I could retire early, that would be nice. But let's get our head out of the clouds and let's really examine what we can do to make this a reality. So when it comes to fire, our hearts are pulling us to something more fulfilling and rewarding. This is not your mom and dad's traditional be loyal to the company for 30 years or loyal to the government for 30 years to start drawing a pension. Pensions are very hard to come by these days anyway. Let's talk about the first thing that FIRE is going to address or the concept of financial independence so that you can retire early. And that is, and listen, drumroll, inflation. I love how Ronald Reagan said it. Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Boy, that is exactly what happened in the 80s. And now from a historic high is now happening to us now, 2022-2023. Here's what inflation does. An inflation rate of 3% per year can cut your retirement savings by more than half over a 25-year period. The reason that's important, y'all, is because many of us are going to be in our retirement years 25 to 35, maybe even 40 years. We are living much longer, and we don't want to allow our money to run out. We need our money to outlive us, and we need to outpace inflation as a result. I'm going to talk about the top inflation burners so that we can even make catching fire a possibility. So the top inflation burners, and as I presented to the financial symposium, I bookended each one of these bullets. The first one being eliminating debt and the last one being eliminating debt. That's right. I am sandwiching all of these top inflation burners with those two things or that one thing, because the best thing that you can do for yourself to prepare for retirement now is to eliminate debt and do not take on any new debt, if at all humanly possible. And it is 
humanly possible because we don't need that third pair of black shoes or we don't need that third vehicle or we don't need fill in the blank, right? The next one is living below your means, a top fire concept. And this is not about just being frugal. Now, when some people think frugal, they think of miserly, they think of Scrooge, you know, they think of a hoarders, they think of those types of things. But let's really operationally define what living below your means looks like. If you bring in $70,000 a year, you're not going out and buying a $400,000 home. You just can't afford that. That's living beyond your means. Living below your means is where you purchase a home that you can not only afford, but you would still have plenty of extra money left over so that you do not become housing cost burden in the future as you wed blissfully or get married or as you obtain children and those types of things. So all those things add up. So when you start living below your means now, you get into the habit of it. And when you start to uh, live in your retirement years, which hopefully for a lot of us listening will at some point be within our 50s if we, if we follow this well. And for some, maybe even your 30s or 40s, depending. This is where if you get into that habit now, you're n- it's not going to shock you in those retirement years. The other one is playing retirement for two years before you actually retire. So that means creating a retirement budget and living by that retirement budget for two years before you sign the papers. That will let you know if you're actually ready for retirement, but it will also get you into the habit of living by that budget so that, again, you're not in a shocker and then you don't have to take on a part-time job because you weren't able to get yourself into a, a habit of doing something different. You do that before. The other thing, when it comes to playing retirement and setting that budget now, slashing your expenses now so that you're spending less than you earn now. And that also means creating a passive income so that when you are sitting in retirement, it's not just a a pension that you're pulling or an annuity that you're pulling. You're actually gaining some income from maybe a rental property, or you have set yourself up professionally to where you are licensed or certified to consult from time to time, where it's a very part-time gig every once in a while. And listen, every dollar you earn in retirement is one dollar you don't need to withdraw from your retirement savings. That's a huge inflation burner. That's where that passive income becomes a top inflation burner. Now, I'll cautiously say this about Social Security because we all know that when we're all ready to retire, depending on what what, what age group you're in, the 100% of security that you're quoted will not be there. And that actually is stated on the Social Security website today that depending on where you are, you should only expect this percentage of that Social Security. Now, Social Security is adjusted with inflation. That is kind of a nail biter, wondering, will I actually get how much of this Social Security will I get? 
but the good thing is that it is at least adjusted with inflation, depending on what you get. So we have to, the last thing, saying no. When we learn to say no to our kids and family members now, we're setting ourselves up for a healthy retirement in the future. Just like living within a budget and not shocking yourself when you are in retirement, you're also not shocking your kids when you're living in retirement and you say no to them then. If you've been in the habit of saying no and setting boundaries on occasion with your children, then absolutely it's not going to be a shocker for anyone. So what is your fire? We're going to talk about the different types of fire that you can catch. And there are four igniters for each one. But I want to read this right out of an article, a Forbes article from 2018. TD Ameritrade conducted a survey of 1,503 U.S. adults aged 45 and older with more than $250,000 in investable assets, including 753 individuals who said they are financially independent or plan to be. Around a third of those respondents who were already financially independent had incomes between $50,000 and $99,900, so not even making a six-figure salary yet. That is a stark contrast from the idea that FIRE is only attainable for people who make six figures. Wow, I love the power of quotes and research and data. You had all of these people who were ready to think about retiring early, yet their incomes were only between $50,000 and $99,900. We have no excuse, Team Redstone. If you're thinking that you, may, you don't make enough money to start saving for retirement, or to at some point retire early, that's where you need to examine your spend plan. Where's your money even going? Do you need to downsize? Are you currently living beyond your means? And the kind of folks that I see in my office, the answer is a resounding yes. That's the bigger problem. People who are living beyond their means rather than within their means or below their means. Are you a fat fire? Is this what you want to obtain? In a fat fire, as the name implies, you do not have to cut the fat. You get to keep the fat, and you have a big fat nest egg of about maybe two hundred or two point five million dollars. We've a lot of us have read *The Millionaire Next Door*. Great book. I highly recommend it. Kind of on the same wavelength of financial independence retire early because it does talk about living below your means or at your means, but retire uh, saving heavily for retirement. These are the types of folks who will have a nice nest egg and you wouldn't even know it. Um, but a fat fire here, uh, you get to live in the lap of luxury when you are retired. It's funny because on my slide in the financial symposium, I have a beautiful woman on the beach sitting in one of those paid for uh, lounger chairs with an umbrella, with a nice drink in her hand, all these amenities that she'll be able to afford because she saved $2.5 million. Now, 
You don't have to save $2.5 million to be in the fat fire category. For some folks, perspective is what puts us in that category. For some folks, only having a million, it would seem like to them, wow, I'm living high on the hog and I'll continue to be able to live high on the hog. But with the fire 4% rule, that means whatever your nest egg amount, you should only pull pull 4% of that as an annual withdrawal for your, your personal salary. If you are at 2.5 million nest egg, that would be $100,000 annual annuity for yourself. That's how you would become a fat fire. And remember, your nest egg includes all of your assets, not just what you have in TSP, not just what you have in your 401k, but maybe even your home that you're intending to sell and downsize or those types of things. So remember that. But in fat fire, you have a high degree of security because you can handle emergency expenses like home repair, medical expenses. And by the way, in the fat fire category, you cover your own health care as a living expense. You get to stay where you are if you're not wanting to downsize. And fat fire requires little to no downsize sizing. But the great thing about fat fire is what makes it an inflation burner is that beautiful continued compound interest that you continue to earn on that nest egg. That's where it becomes an inflation burner. Now for me, I'm holding back on the fat fire because I'm wanting to cover tuition and weddings and things like that after I'm retired. I mean, I would hope that they're closer to that time, but even so, that's where I'm thinking I might be, where uh, fat fire may not be the full thing for me. And I'll talk about what, what I think is for me in the, in the future. But if my husband's still around and, and we're still healthy and, and working well together and, and living well together, then we both will ha- become fat fire, retired early, dual income people. But God forbid something happened to him then I would have to look at a different course of retirement. And listen, I know that sounds morbid. And in the class, I said it this way, and I hated that it came out this way initially, but it was kind of funny after I said it. But I fantasize about my husband dying all the time, but not because I want him to die. I love my husband very much. We have a very healthy, happy relationship. And one of the reasons we have a happy and healthy relationship is because we talk about money and we argue about money from time to time, (laughs) but we at least talk about it. And listen, conflict is healthy in any relationship. I think about what life might be like without him so that I'm not caught off guard if something did happen to him. So what retirement category would I fall under if I didn't have him? So let's go into the next one, which is lean fire. I could easily fall into this category or the next one that we'll talk about. But with lean fire, it's not 2.5 million. It's more like a $1 million nest egg, where with that 4% rule, you would only take out $40,000 a year for yourself. So it's a frugal retirement. But a lot of people would say, hey, I'll take it. Sign me up. Where do I sign? I could find a way to live off $40,000. If that is you, find a way to live off $40,000 a year now. 
and then you can retire even earlier or maybe get back up into the fat fire arena. So with lean fire, in my slide here, I have a picture of a guy who cannot afford to pay for the pool boy to bring him a drink or a chair. So he's just laying on the sand with his head on his backpack, but he has his laptop with him. He's doing a little work, maybe a little consulting, but he's living the life. He's living the dream. He's not living, he's not working a 40-hour work week, probably only a five to 10-hour work week and enjoying his time in between. So with Lean Fire, you do need to cut the fat. There is some level of downsizing that is required, but what can be a great inflation burner is the discipline that you would put forth in this and maintaining your skills so that you can work five to maybe 10 hours a week. You can fast track your financial independence and start tailoring your life as you want it much earlier in this lean fire category because it doesn't require as much. If you remain in a lean fire income bracket, you will pay less tax and therefore you're likely to qualify for subsidized health insurance. So then you wouldn't necessarily have to be like the fat fire and use that medical expense as another qualified expense. So downsizing, let me tell you, it doesn't always mean that you have to move into a tiny home or a camper. It could just mean finding a home that is less home but has a firm foundation. But some folks love the idea of a tiny home or living in a camper or getting an RV. There are lots of things that you can do to downsize in the lean fire category. Think about that. Now, these are the first two that I'm able to talk about in this particular podcast. So the next two that are coming up, just to tease your senses a little bit, are Coast Fire and Barista Fire. So I look forward to you tuning in and hearing about the last two fire options. 